Awesome. All right. Hey, Merry Christmas. I know uh, we're not quite used to say, you know, saying Merry Christmas in August, but you know, it's this has been a great theme uh, for Adventure Camp. It's been a great theme for uh, for us together as well, just because we get, uh, you know, Christmas is awesome. It really is. Some of these holidays are just they all each of these holidays are pointing us to Jesus Christ, and and so like. When I asked the kids during Adventure Camp, because I know I know there's a couple of kids here, it's Giant Days, all that sort of stuff. But um, when there was like 70-something campers here during the week uh, this past week, and you, I go around and I say, "Hey, what is one of your favorite gifts that you have either given?" or received, I thought I'd ask you the exact same question. What is one of your favorite gifts that you have either given or received? Just think about that for a second. When you, when you ponder like the gifts that you've received and just said, oh man, I, that, was, that was awesome. You know, or the gifts that you've given and you just say, you know what? Watching them open that present was so much fun. Uh, I, I told them about, I told the campers about the, the Christmas where there were no, no gifts underneath our tree um, because the gift that we gave was a, was a vacation instead. Um, we've done one gift Christmas. We've done no gift Christmas. We've done, you know, Becca will, will, will totally affirm me in saying this. She is the most Christmassy person in our family. I am the least Christmassy person in our family. I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know. These things happen. Um, but as I was going around to the kids and asking them, hey, what's your favorite Christmas gift? You know, there was the normal, like, you know, like PlayStation. I got a new gaming computer. One kid, I thought she was saying she got a gaming chair for her grandma, at which point I was like, oh, Grandma's a gamer. That is so cool. And she's like, no, no, my grandma gave me the gaming chair. I'm like, oh, that, okay, I get you. Uh, you know, and they talked about, uh, you know, one kid was like over the moon about receiving a hoverboard. And, and, there were, and yet, and I'm going to pick on Richard today, um, because I got over to Richard. Richard had his, had his hand up, which he, you know, right there. And, um, and he said that his favorite Christmas gift that he ever received was his little sister. <laughs> born, on, uh, born the day after Christmas, or, or day of Christmas, which is it, day, day after? Day after. And, you know, but I'll tell you what, you know, the sisters were all there, Richard was there, and, um, and that's, that's where you really see like some value that, that, that people and the people, especially the people we love, are a gift from God that's so much greater than, than the stuff that's underneath the tree. That having been said, it was still a ton of fun to celebrate Christmas with the kids, uh, you know, two weeks in a row. And we asked parents to bring just a little, you know, wrapped gift for them to, to, to put underneath our, our Christmas tree. And that was, you know, and that was a ton of fun. But as we, uh, you know, as we think about Christmas, the greatest gift that has ever been given was the first Christmas gift. The greatest gift that has, has ever been given, the greatest Christmas gift that has ever been given is the gift of Christ. 
that we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ and, and, and what that means for, for all of humanity and not just us, not just Mary and Joseph, although it meant so much to them. But Jesus Christ is the greatest Christmas gift ever. And we just like, when that sinks into, you know, whether you're a kid or an adult, when you, when, when, when you realize and you're believing in who Jesus is and what the gift that he then gives to us, it's awesome. If you have your Bibles with you today, you can turn with me to... You know, Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. This is, you know, the Christmas story. This is the stuff that's on the Christmas cards. This is the stuff, you know, of the Christmas songs that we sing. Um, and and it's, not, it's not my story. It's God's story written in his word for us. So Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1, reading in Jesus' name because it's God's word, not mine. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his hometown. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because it was of the house and lineage of David. And he went there to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were, there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was uh, circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Here ends the reading of God's word. God's plan is perfect. 
But God's plan is not the same as my plan. I mean, it wouldn't be the same as ours. I hope not, although I have done some kind of brain-dead planning in the past. But the thought of plan, you know, planning a trip from a 90-mile trip, which you're taking on foot, possibly there's a donkey, because that's in all of the Christmas cards. But I, I highly doubt it, to be completely honest. I highly doubt it. A 90-mile walk with a pregnant woman who's about to deliver just sounds man, I got a lot of words for it. Just not smart, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't Joseph's plan. I mean, I think about like some of the plans that I've made while Heidi was pregnant. I did plan a cross country trip. We were not walking. We had a car. Okay. (laughs) Albeit a very small Honda Civic. (laughs) And we drove from Jersey to Fergus Falls while Heidi was pregnant with uh, one of the children. <laughs> I think Becca. And, um, and I came up with the awesome idea in early spring that we should camp along the way. I mean, Heidi and I love camping, you know, so I threw my tiny little two-person tent in the back of the Honda. I had what I thought was a, what I thought was a sufficient, you know, mattress for underneath the ground, a couple of warm sleeping bags. And I thought, this is going to be great. We're going to camp across the country and go to Minnesota. What I didn't realize until it was definitely too late is that, you know, the Midwest is not Jersey. And spring doesn't hit everywhere at the same time. So somehow, this beautiful drive where we, where we pulled into, I think we were in the Dells, you know, in Wisconsin, and we, we found our campground so strange, like no one was there. <laughs> like there was no one camping, and I'm like, this is sweet. We've got this whole campground to ourselves. And I, I set up the tent, and we got the little mattresses in there, and the sleeping bags, and you know, and there were the sleeping bags that you zip together, you know, so we can both be in the same sleeping bag. So cool, so much awesomer. And, you know, and, 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 and then, and then it, I noticed through the night, it was getting a little chilly, you know, like in the tent. And then in the morning, I realized why. It's because there was a couple of inches of snow on and around the tent. Poor Heidi had been like waiting to go to the bathroom, you know, because she's like, well, I either have to get out of this warm, you know, sleeping bag and walk through the snow or I could just try and wait till morning. That was my great plan with my pregnant wife. Awesome. Not ideal, maybe. We did find a hotel for the following evening. (laughs) God's plan? I mean, we are talking about Almighty God, God the Father, who sent His Son as the greatest gift ever. His plan included a 90-mile walk for Joseph and Mary And the unborn son of God. I'm not entirely sure how many miles they were able to, you know, cover. Um, An average person at that time was capable of covering about 20 miles in a day. 
20 miles on foot. I'm not sure if that includes pregnant women who are about to give birth. Uh, Just not sure about that. Although I will say, man, you ladies who have given birth, you do some amazing things. And I'm like impressed all over the place. But that was God's plan to fulfill his promise that his son would be born in Bethlehem. And so they arrive in Bethlehem and, and she gives birth. Yes, the virgin Mary gives birth to the son of God clothed in humanity. 100% son of God, 100% son of man. And Jesus is born. And, I, and, I, and again, I, think, I feel like the, you know, the innkeeper gets a really bad rap. Um, you, know, you know, like we have, you know, I get it. You know, you can make a great song about it or preach a great sermon about no room in the end. But I mean, like, hey, the entire region is all going back to their hometown. It's no wonder there's no room, you know, for, for Mary and Joseph. They're not living nearby. It's a long trek to get down there. But they get down there just in time so that Jesus is born in the town that God prophesied he would be born in, Bethlehem. And the Son of God is born humble and lowly, wrapped in cloths and laid in a feeding trough. I don't know how you announced the birth of your children. I get it, like pregnancy announcements right now are all the rage. You know, they're popping balloons with different colors in them and, and you know, and setting off fireworks and, and, and sparklers and flower bombs. And if you ever want to be entertained, just kind of get online and just Google, you know, like birth announcement ideas and you will see some of the, you know, the funniest things that ever happened. God decides to announce the birth of his son to some really ordinary people just like you and me. There's shepherds out in the field at night. And remember, there's no electricity, so there's no like light pollution or anything like that. Not to mention, shepherds are not easily scared. These are dudes who are out there all night defending uh, their flocks from, you know, from bears and lions and wolves. And yet, when an angel invades their territory at night and he's shining with God's glory... Even a battle-hardened shepherd is terrified. They're like, they're consumed with great fear. I wonder sometimes if the, if the angels kind of ever get tired of everybody getting so terrified every time they, they show up. Every single time they got to say, fear not, <laughs> fear not. Here it goes again. Why is everyone scared of me? Fear not. <laughs> Uh, so, but here's an angel in the middle of the night with ordinary people right out there and he's shining with God's glory and he's bringing God's message and he says, hey, check it out. Fear not for behold. Behold just means look or check it out, okay? I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. For unto you is born this day. In the city of David, the next, that town right over there, a Savior 
who is Christ the Lord. And this is going to be a sign for you. You're going to find the baby wrapped in swallowing claws, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with that one angel a multitude of the heavenly host, angelic beings all over the place. And what are they saying? They're saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is well pleased. That's a birth announcement right there. Whoa! Angels shining with the glory of God, bringing God's message, and, and then just having like a little praise session right there. Glory to God in the highest. And peace for us. And the thing is that when God proclaims something, he does it. When God promised that his son would be born in Bethlehem, he did it, even if it included a 90-mile walk for Mary. Sorry. When God proclaims peace, he does it. And he brings that peace through his son, Jesus Christ. The Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Christ is the Greek translation of the Hebrew word Messiah, both meaning anointed one. You see, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Son of Man, was anointed for his mission of salvation. If you're looking for Jesus like the shepherds were, because as soon as they hear about it, as soon as the angels go away, they're like, hey, I think we should go over to Bethlehem and go check this out. Well, that makes a ton of sense, right? If, you just, if God just sent a messenger to you and said, hey, the son of God just got born in the next town over, you're going to be like, yeah, we should go see this. And they do, and they run on over, and, and, and they find it exactly how God said they would find it. When God says he's going to do something, he does it. And there's maybe Jesus, the Savior, Christ, the Lord, the one who was anointed to bring salvation for all of humanity, the one who was anointed, chosen to bring peace to all of humanity. And I'm not just talking like inner peace, like, oh, I feel better, but also peace between us and God. You see, Jesus delivers that peace when he dies on the cross for us, when he takes our sin upon himself. And he gives us forgiveness, and he gives us his righteousness, and then we can have peace with God in this peaceful relationship because Christ Jesus has removed our sin from us. And so for each and every one of us who is believing in Jesus Christ, are you believing in Jesus? Yeah. You're not doing as well as the kids did during Adventure Camp, just in case you were wondering. I asked the kids during Adventure Camp if they're believing in Jesus. They're all like, yeah, I'm believing in Jesus. So that was your prepper. Are you believing in Jesus? Yeah. There we go. Now I get it. I'm not sure where everybody's at with Jesus. But I'll tell you what, if you're not sure where you're at with Jesus right now, there's a whole bunch of people here who already believe in Jesus. And they, any of us would be happy to talk to you about who Jesus is and what he's done for us because he was anointed. 
He is the chosen Messiah, the Christ. He was anointed to deliver us salvation and peace. And that's a gift for you. Yes, the greatest gift ever is Jesus Christ. And he gives you gifts. The gift of faith to believe him. The gift of grace that saves. The gift of peace between us and God. And I'll tell you, these shepherds, they can't keep their mouths shut. They get there and they see everything just as, just as God said it would be. And they can't keep their mouths shut. They're telling everybody. They tell Mary and Joseph exactly what happened out in the fields with the angels and the glory to God and the shore and the shiny and everything else. And they must have been super pumped, you know. And then Mary and Joseph are believing it and Mary's just treasuring it up in her heart. Think about the gifts that you treasure. And then when they left, they told everybody who would listen what they heard and what they saw. The message that they heard from God, and he did it. And they saw it with their own eyes. And that's Jesus, the greatest gift ever. Jesus Christ, the anointed one, our Savior and our Lord. Because he is the son of God. And he gives us salvation at the cost of giving his life. That's the greatest gift at Christmas ever. That's the greatest gift. I am so glad you guys are believing. I'm so glad you guys are believing. Let's pray. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we're blown away. Your plan would not be our plan. Well, your plan is perfect. And we believe you. We proclaim in your name that we believe you. And we're blessed to be in your presence, to be known by you. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for blessing us with the rain today. Thank you for taking care of the earth and for taking care of us and giving us rain. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of your son. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving your life. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for stirring faith in us. We can't thank you enough for who you are and what you've done for us. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen.